1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Wednesday War College, talk about bringing levity to to very serious <laughs> topics. You know, on Wednesday, I bring in these experts, uh, Dan yeah, yeah. and Kyle, for, for high-level spiritual warfare. But, you know, we, we want to have fun at the same time, uh, just like it says yeah. in Psalm yeah, 2, yeah. Dan. In Psalm 2, it says, I'm going to paraphrase it, that God looks from heaven down to the earth at wicked men, and he's laughing at them. And so yeah. we, we got to learn to <laughs> smile and laugh. And, yeah. Yeah, this, this is not to, to make light of, of the topic. I think we take what we do very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously at all. I think yeah, that's key. Uh, the devil gets most angry. You know, I remember recently Father Ripperger was interviewed by uh, uh, Stefanik. What's his first yeah. name? And, and, Chris, and Chris Good guy. Chris, yeah. And uh, he said, so what does an exorcist do at the end of the day? And he says, well, I'll have a cigar. We'll visit with the, my, my colleagues, you know, and just be very human. He said that. That makes the, the devil angrier than anything else is that when we act like humans and don't think about him and talk about him and and uh, focus on him. So sometimes when we're dealing with cases. We tell them, hey, you like horseback riding? Go horseback ride. You like baking? Go home and bake. Uh, exercise. Be human because that's very essential. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll make some jokes uh, and joke about it in the military, especially in combat. Uh, we, we would always tell the soldiers, look, uh, you can complain all you want, but don't whine. Right. So complaining is, you know, we're always going to be complaining about we do this. If they're not complaining, a good NCO will tell you uh, uh, um, if they're if your soldiers aren't complaining, you're not hard enough. You're being too easy on them. So it's, it's going to it, you know, smash mouth Catholicism is it's it's grinding it out. And sometimes it's like, yeah, this sucks. You know, I was just talking to my buddy uh, before before uh, the podcast. And he says, you know, Dan, smash mouth Catholicism sucks. You know, it's just grinding it out. And uh, uh, I and I know we're getting a message out there because I had a, a a mom came up to me after after mass a couple of weeks ago and says, "Hey, I want to thank you." I said, "For what?" My ten year old daughter caught me. I must have been complaining or something, and she said, "Mom, you got to embrace the suck." So wow. thank you for teaching my ten year old daughter <laughs> to embrace the suck. So. so we use military language because we're ex-military, ex-law enforcement, but we're, we take what we do very seriously because spiritual combat is way more serious. You, you can drop us into Ramadi today, and we can fight our way out with less danger than doing spiritual combat. Spiritual combat, the, 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 the stakes are eternal, and so we have to learn the rules of engagement and how to, and how to guide ourselves and our family. At the end of the day, Jess, God's not going to say, Jess, Dan, hey, good to see you guys. How many books did you sell? You know, how many lectures did you present? Tell me about your doctoral thesis. Tell me what kind of accolades uh, you got on your work. He's going to say, hey, line up the kids, line up your family, those under your charge. Did you dispense of your duties? And that's, mm. and that's what we're trying to do here is, is show the dangers, particularly in this show, the dangers of modern culture, how, how witchcraft is becoming, it's becoming mainstream. It isn't just this kind of outlier thing where the goths in the school would practice this stuff and be like, yeah, that's a little weird, dude, you know. This is becoming mainstream. It's becoming popular in today's parlance. It's sexy, right? It, it, that's it, right. It's cool. It's chic. It's fun. It's hip. 
right? And, and I, I go back to Huey Lewis in the news. It's hip to be square, right? That's what I say. <laughs> it's hip to be a boring old smash mouth Catholicism uh, practicing Catholic who just grinds it out with the very basics that the church has laid out for us. Hey, that's me. That You just described me. Blue collar, yeah, well, you're just we're blue collar guys, right? I mean, right. you know, uh, with PhDs in common sense. I got a PhD in blue collar Catholicism long before I got a PhD in biblical studies because it's blue collar Catholicism. That's the real faith. That's where it's at. The stuff that we grew up with, our grandparents, our parents that taught us the real faith. This is what's going This is our biggest tools and weapons for combat. That's right. Dan, let me jump into the first topic here. Uh, about uh, Tom Brady's marriage to a witch. He's he, Tom Brady, very famous football pray, prayer. He's married to Giselle Bundchen. She's a Brazilian supermodel. They married in 2009. And uh, here's some of the things that it says about this witch that Tom Brady married. It says, in the wake of all the strange news surrounding their marriage, possibly falling apart, a crazy conspiracy theory about Giselle Bundchen, Bundchen and Tom Brady has gone viral. Uh, the witches of TikTok, a.k.a. Witch Talk, believe they have sorted out several of the mysteries surrounding Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen. Which, by the way, Jess, should, should cue, our parents, cue all the parents out there to really watch. If you think, oh, tic, I, that, this is popular among young people, yeah, TikTok is. Exactly. Like middle schoolers. I mean, it's it, it, the parents need to see this. Go ahead. Keep reading. And Dan, TikTok is uh, <coughs> top-heavy with witchcraft. I think we did yeah. one it about two weeks ago. <coughs> yeah. And so it says, Tom Brady and, and Giselle Bündchen, um, and it's not limited to just the recent marriage troubles. This theory also explains things like Tom Brady having perhaps the best year of his Hall, Hall of Fame career last year at the age of 44. In addition to that, it also gives us a reason why Tom Brady looks so different when he returned from his mysterious 11-day training camp absence. It also explains why after years of remaining seemingly immune to injury, Brady's now appearing to break down just after four games a season. And it, ha and it all has to do with the fact that Giselle Bunchen, his wife, is a white witch, that's what it says here in, in, in the article, who feels that she has been wronged by her husband. Here's my comment. There's no such thing as a white witch. They're all witches. And guess what witches do when they're mad? They curse and hex people, even their spouses. The article says, now this isn't just one person on TikTok that's saying this. There are literally hundreds of witches on TikToks who are making this, this and similar claims. Uh, Giselle has cast protective wards to shield Tom's body, spells to enhance his athletic abilities, and given him potions that have allowed him to freeze time and stop the aging process. The agreement between Brady and his witch wife was that she'd support his athletic endeavors, and in exchange, he'd retired at the age of 45. The tarot number for making positive life changes, meaning leaving football to spend time with his family. Brady broke his promise with Giselle when he announced he was returning to the NFL after a 40-day retirement. That number is important, too, because the number 40 is the number for following life's purpose or the soul's purpose. So, not only did Tom choose not to retire at the age of 45, as they agreed, but he hurt Giselle by returning to the NFL after 40 days, showing his soul belonged to the NFL and football, not his wife and family. Uh, as recently as 2019, Tom Brady all but admitted his wife, Giselle Bunchkin, is a witch. Here's what he said. 
I've learned a lot from my wife over the years, he said, Tom Brady. She's so about the power of intention and believing things that are really going to happen. And she always makes a little altar for me at the game because she just wills it so much. So she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with that I could bring with pictures of my kids. I had these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones. And she has me wearing a necklace uh, and take these drops she and that she makes. And she says all these mantras. Here's my comment, Dan, then I'll toss it over to you. You could see without a doubt that Tom Brady is under the influence of his wife's spells and hexes. And uh, this and, and, and by the way, in case you're wondering, Tom Brady grew up in a Roman Catholic home. He admitted this back in a 2015 interview. Uh, but he said that him and his wife, he says, we're into everything religious. So he's he's a syncretist. He just taps into anything. And he basically he's led by he's led by the nose. He's led by the nose by his wife. His wife seems to be the spiritual leader in the family, though. Tom Brady looks like a big, tough guy. Uh, I can just tell you, he does not wear the pants in the family, Dan. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, a couple of points. One, um, yeah, he, he grew up in a, from what I read in a Catholic family as as a as a you know a Buckeye from Ohio. I will point out also <laughs> he he played for the University of Michigan, so you know that that's that's just these are facts, okay. Um, and I know I think Michigan plays uh, Penn State this week, so we've got some uh, we've got some Penn State fans uh, listening. I know, so we're going to say. Uh, Go line, go Nittany Lions. Um, you, you make a good point about white. Let's clarify first: white magic versus black magic. Um, things like the white magic is we're only doing this for health or for protection or um, whatever success, and so we're not actually doing evil. Here, here's here's Father Father Gable Amorth, what he says. There's no such thing as white or black magic. Every form of magic is practiced with recourse to Satan. So if, whether the intention is good, bodily, physical, psychological, uh, healing, um, this means that all witchcraft, all witchcraft is divination. Divination means the, the use of the demonic in order to, to achieve something, gain power, etc. To use, to use, you can call it energies, you can call it whatever they want to call it. You can call it channeling energies to the meridians and the chakras in the body and, and all these energies are natural. Um, that's false. These are the lies that the popular culture is telling us. The, the most famous exorcist in the modern period, Father Gabriel Amore, says that uh, um, there's no such thing as white or black magic, right? Every form of magic has recourse to Satan. And we know this, Jesse, you yeah. and I are, 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 you know, we're Bible guys, biblical scholars. And, and Psalm 96.5, the, the gods of the Gentiles are demons. So you're invoking foreign power, external powers into the body. And and they're going to exact a price for that. This is this is not quid pro quo. You you give me something and they give something back, but that the, the relationship doesn't end there, right? This is this is feeding the gremlins after midnight. All gremlins turning into nasty creatures. You know, uh, they, when you feed them, they're going to turn into a nasty creature. And how do we feed them? We offer divin is it, divination, offering to the demonic something that belongs rightfully to God. And as a former Catholic. Um, I hear the music. We'll go back. I hear the music. We'll be back Wednesday. War College. We'll continue talking about the effects of witchcraft on a baptized Catholic. We'll be right back.
Wednesday, War College. Just remember, Dan Schneider, we're talking about Tom Brady and his marriage to a Brazilian supermodel and a witch. Uh, I'm reading here, Dan, another article that says the following. Tom Brady was baptized as a Catholic, but his real religion is paganism. This is according to Father Peter West of St. John's Catholic Church in Orange, New Jersey. Uh, this priest wrote on, wrote on in a tweet. He says this. Tom Brady attributes his Super Bowl wins to his wife's witchcraft. Dan, comments? Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is not just uh, kooky, uh, alternative, fake news source, whatever. Um, this is these are mainstream mainstream people, mainstream by their own admission in the mainstream media. This is what we do, and this is why I'm successful. My wife does these rituals for me. Um, this is what superstition does. It renders honor to creature over creator and, and ultimately is a violation of the first commandment. You know, part of the dirty jobs uh, of, of working in the, the ministry of exorcism is, is destroying these objects, you know, uh, or teaching others how to destroy them. And you and you see when you when you begin to see these things sitting there uh, ready to put a flame to them. Uh, you you see what an absolute affrontment is, uh, what 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 absolute uh, violation of the first commandment and the sovereignty of of God the Father Almighty. So so th- this is attributing the creature what rightly belongs to God the Creator. Um, but interesting is I'm presuming she's from Brazil. She's also baptized Catholic. Oh what's yeah, in, you're right. Yeah. So so what's innate in us, yeah. especially yeah. in the Catholic. Uh, is is our our souls are ordered to Christ uniquely through the church and and as Catholics that ordering is ritualistic it's liturgical and and part of our human nature apart from baptism still craves the liturgical and now for the the baptized Catholic the liturgical the sacramental right these things are important yeah. to us and so and so a liturgy sacrament sacramentals blessing material objects this is what we use water oil salt convey the power of God, right? And, and and with the words of Christ, ask and you shall receive, right? And so and so when you pray prayer, prayer begets what it signifies. And so so when you invoke uh, the pagan deity, which we fairly clearly established from scripture, the, the, the gods of the pagans are, are, are demons, when you invoke these foreign gods, you give permission to them. You give them a permission. And they're going to cling there. They're going to stay there until you actively get rid of them. And so, uh, um, you're that, you're creating you're creating an occult tie with them. And, and they're going to be there. They've got a permission to be there. Tom Brady and his wife are on dangerous ground. They've done some very dangerous things. They probably have some temporal favors because the demon will give you some temporal favors, temporal satisfaction. But uh, you're going to have to pay back. Uh, either in this life or in the next. Sometimes it costs you physically, financially, uh, in, in your relationships. Uh, I mean, so the demon gave him uh, several Super Bowl wins, but it's going to cost him. And this article is alluding that his health is, is waning. Uh, this article is alluding also that his marriage is on, is on the rocks. Again, this is the price of, of, uh, of, 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 of what it costs yeah. when you invoke a demon to get a favor. Yep. Yeah, this is this is the uh, uh, um, the 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 demon looks for any any more any behavior inconsistent with the indelible mark of baptism. So if he can get two baptized Catholics to to fall into that, it's even greater. You're flipping somebody with 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 the enemy, you know, the enemy of Satan, which is God. You're flipping that soldier onto your side. So so uh, uh, number one, um, 
um, um, this, I'm going to quote Kyle. He says that manipulation is the simplest form of witchcraft. He says in witchcraft, we place ourselves, we place ourselves at the center of the activity and use false powers to manipulate people and events to our own gain. Conforming to God's will rather than imposing your will is paramount to liberation. Any manipulation of others must cease as a prerequisite to a trustful surrender to God's will in your life. But this, we refer to it as interactive diabolic activity. This is this is this is an exchange. The the, the what the devil looks for also is we hear this language uh, of of proposals upon famous people who have sold their souls to the devil, and the language is this: you have what it takes. A stranger walks up and says, "You have what it takes." Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean? That you have what it takes. You have what it takes to sacrifice your the eternal your eternal soul the invisible for the visible, the tangible, and the temporal. You have what it takes to, to exchange uh, eternal goods for temporal goods. And, and when you have that, that desire, that's the vulnerability. And you take it to its extreme, you see what you, see what you get here. Uh, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, this, this plays out right out of the text. You know, this is just textbook witchcraft 101. Dan, we're being, hit, we're, we're being thrown witchcraft fastballs from sports— Tom Brady, you know, very, very influential. And from Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, and from the culture. Uh, the Disney, uh, Disney's coming out with another movie. It's called Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, yeah. Eight, A-list actors, you know, Kathy, Najimy, Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica mm-hmm. Parker. Uh, you know, of course, they're going to yep. get these A-list actors. So this is a a sequel to a popular 1993 film. And uh, once again, the whole point of this, the original Hocus Pocus in 1993, it it emerged during a so-called satanic panic, uh, a time frame during which allegations of satanic ritual abuse and other elements ran rampant in culture. Well, well, guess what? Nothing stopped. They're still running rampant in culture right now. And so they've remade this movie Hocus Pocus and and uh, Spring Springtide Research Institute conducted a survey last year and found 51% of 13 to 25-year-olds were engaging in fortune-telling or tarot cards. Dan, that's almost half. Well, that's half. Well, over half of kids of 13 to 25 years old. And as Faithwire has reported, even big brands like McDonald's are diving into these sort of practices. Earlier this year... In an unfortunate infusion of occultism, customers using the McDonald's app were able to buy a medium order of fries, were given a free McDouble or McChicken, and the chance to snag a tarot card (laughs) reading. (laughs) McDonald's reportedly partnered with Madam Adam, a tarot card reader with expertise in astrology, to offer readings to select customers. To win, customers reportedly needed to go to Madam Adam's Instagram or TikTok post to share their zodiac sign and name. Dan, we are getting hit with witchcraft from every single it, it, yeah. every single uh, way the culture can throw a fastball at us. They're doing it. At the end of this, there's an ex-witch. Let me just re- write, uh, read what she says. Ex-psychic Jen Niza is another person who spoke out against these issues. Niza spent years performing psychic readings and communicating with what she believed were the dead loved ones of her clients until she had an encounter with Jesus that changed everything. 
Here's what she said, this former uh, psychic. She says, there is no good spirit talking. There's no good spirit talking to a psychic. They masquerade as your deceased loved ones. When it seemed like mom or dad or grandma and you're crying with your client, that seems good and comfortable. Uh, but the ex-psychic says the mediums are actually conversing with evil. Dan, comments? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, think about the the the, the bracket shift, the cultural slide we've had in our own lifetime. When I, when, when we were kids, uh, you know, if you couldn't wait to get your your grade your report card because for if you got A's, you could go to McDonald's and get a free hamburger. I mean, that was huge. You know, <laughs> then they came out with a Happy Meal, and you got some kind of cool toy or something. You know, yeah. and now. How happy is that Happy Meal? And we bring our kids down there. We want we want we want to get the supersized fries and the Happy Meal and all that. And they're and they're linking us up with a witch. I mean, it's 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 bizarre. But but you know, in in in, in the, you know the old saying in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. You know, and uh, it, it, I think it was uh, Admiral Rickauer, uh, 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 um, Rickenbacker said that the the task of learned men in each generation is to restate the obvious. And the obvious here is parents need to watch. Parents need to, need to keep their kids away from all this garbage and be other. And and uh, and we're seeing this. We're seeing good homeschool communities springing up, uh, traditional families, traditional Catholic families, uh, um, to, to to putting up some some walls. Remember, in years ago too, we had this idea. We would hear this from the pulpit. All oh, the church can't have a, a fortress mentality. Do you remember? Have you ever heard that phrase? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fortress mentality. Right. Well, I think I think it's time to reshore the walls of our family. You know, it's time to put the big walls up and be careful what we're letting in, including McDonald, you know, including the the garbage that that corp, big corporate sold out woke corporate America is is selling to our families uh, uh just to make more money and to be to again to be they're in bed in pocket oftentimes it's crony capitalism that that they're appealing to this culture and they're actually pushing the needle further and further away from families. That's right. And uh so so yeah, we're just a couple of look it's not that we're that smart. It's just that that you and I got one eye and, and we're able to see this stuff. And now there's a lot of one eyed guys out there listening to this show and they're they're like, hey, man, that's kind of weird. I'm like, we're like, yeah, it is weird. And we got we got to push back and start calling it calling it out for what it is. That's right. You know, Dan, what witchcraft is, this is the counter. This is counterfeit Christianity. I'll tell you why, because they, they try to do a lot of things done in Catholic Christianity, you know, uh, rituals and, and, uh, you know, litanies of prayers. And, but, but this shouldn't surprise us because it was the same in, in our Lord's day. I mean, they were dealing with sorcerers back at the time of Christ and even before that. But, uh, what Satanists and witches and these wizards, what they try to do is they try to imitate Christianity. And, and this way they try to ensnare people like Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, who are weak in their faith. They're low information Catholics. And also they appeal uh, to the dark side of, 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 of human nature because human beings just kind of want to know the future. Uh, and so witchcraft, they say, we can tell you your future and we can also promise you some type of occult power. You know, you could win the Super Bowl, you can win this game, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is a counterfeit spirituality that's very dangerous, but it's uh, it's ensnaring. It's deceiving a lot of low information Catholics, uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, witchcraft, what you're looking at is an anti-religion uh, and, and it's got a, it's got an anti-sacramental. It, it mimics in, in, in an anti-sacramental economy. Um, 
you know, just as we have blessings, they have curses, just as we use inanimate objects uh, to convey divine power through the authority of Christ given over to his church, specifically through the priesthood. They also use uh, inanimate objects such as uh, oils and, 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 and ash and, and uh, sage and these other things in their own sacramental economy, which is in complete antithetical relationship to the authentic, the true, the real. And so teaching authentic Catholicism is absolutely critical. You know, when you when you um, when you when they train bank tellers how to um, how to d- detect fake bills. They all the, what they'll do is they'll not let their their hand, their virginal hands ever touch a fake bill during all of their training. And so at the end of their training, as they work through, they'll start slipping fake bills in there and their hands without even looking at it. Their hands can 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 touch and feel and say, no, this one's fake just through the feel and the touch. That's right. And so I think I think raising kids in, in grand, and helping with grandkids in this world is teaching them off the authentic what feels right. That's the census fidelium in the tradition of the church. Amen. That's what it's going to take. Wednesday War Calls, we'll be back. We're going to talk about uh, a bishop who co-inaugurates a Masonic Lodge. Wednesday War College, Jesus Mary Dan Schneider. The last comment I want to make about witchcraft before we move into Freemasonry from one uh, doctrines of demons to another. St. Paul warns us about Freemasonry, witchcraft, Satanism. In 1 Timothy 4.1, he says this. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by giving heed to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. That sentence right there just indicted Freemasonry, the Illuminati, uh, witchcraft, sorcery, divination, Satanism, Santa Muerte, etc., etc. But in case you haven't heard, there's an Italian bishop who co-inaugurated a Masonic Lodge. Uh, let, let, me get, let me get my barf bag here, okay? Uh, yeah, this is, I, I, need, I need to relieve myself. And at the same time, while this bishop was there co-inaugurating this Masonic Lodge, the Grand Master, in his presence, insulted the Catholic Church by praising a battle that ended Catholic rule in Italy. So who is this Italian bishop that's coming under fire for inaugurating a Masonic Lodge? And deservedly so. He, des- he deserves to come under fire. Uh, he was there with the Grand Master of Italy's biggest free Masonic organization. Francesco Antonio Sodu, the Bishop of the Diocese of Terni, he joined Grand Master Stefano Bisi of the Grand Orient of Italy last Tuesday in the ribbon-cutting ceremony to open the Grand Orient Lodge in, in Terni, Italy, which is a city about 100 about 63 miles from Rome. There was also several high-ranking Freemasons. They also helped inaugurate the new entrance of the three-story building on the historic Via Roma de Tirni, a road that has undergone extensive renovation with the addition of a second temple. But uh, <clears throat> instead of appreciating the prelate's presence, 
the free the grandmaster Freemason Stefano Bisi used his inaugural address to humiliate the Catholic Church in the presence of a Catholic bishop by calling for the anti-papal event September 20th, 1870. Uh, this uh, Freemason, Grandmaster Freemason, he called that day to be immortalized as a national holiday in Italy. And what happened on that day? Well, papal rule over the Eternal City ended on that date, the Freemason said, when the Italian army bombarded the city walls and entered through a breach in the wall near the Porta Pia. So the Grand Master Freemason said, Today, as in the past, our goal is always the same, to celebrate all the battles of freedom, starting with the one that in 1870, with the breach of Porta Pia, put an end to the dominion of the Catholic Church, favoring the birth of a free and secular Italy. This was stated in front of a Catholic bishop by the Grand, Mace, the Grand uh, Freemason uh, Stefano Bisi from Italy. He also says this, Our final goal is and remains that of the universal brotherhood, the realization of a future peace, of a future of peace and cooperation of peoples where all are brothers of all. I, I noticed that... Uh, <clears throat> Stefano Bisi, the Grand Master Mason, he talks about the brotherhood of men, but he leaves out the fatherhood of God, which is a Masonic principle, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the task of the shepherds is, it, it, the, the article says, the task of the shepherds, especially this bishop, is to save the souls of their flock, not to lead them to apostasy and perdition. A day before the inauguration, the Grand Orient of Italy posted an anti-Catholic tweet marking the end of the church's dominion over bodies and minds, close quote. Dan, the Freemasons, I've never seen them so in your face. They're usually, I mean, they're a secret society. They're usually quiet and occult about these things. Uh, they're doing this in front of a bishop. They're tweeting this all over the world. And at this point, I think they sense that they're comfortable with the present company uh, that's sitting in Rome right now. Yeah. No, I mean, if you if you look at the statement, if you keep keep going down the article, I thought was interesting. Again, we talk about learning as discernment. A quick definition. Again, Sensei Kyle Clement, definition of Catholic discernment: knowing the clean from the unclean. Listen to this. The statement from the Diocese Curia elaborated that the bishop was not identifying himself or the church quote with an ideology different from Christian doctrine. Quote, but instead had the sole purpose of witnessing faithfully to the gospel and to the church, especially at this time of the synodal path that characterizes it. So uh, in Germany, uh, the, the faithful Catholics over there referred to the synodal path as the suicidal path. So in the name of, of, of brotherhood, universal, universal brotherhood, etc., these misguided prelates are, are, are walking right into a trap. And this is the way the enemy works. He tried to appease you. You know, to lure you in, but then he's going to do everything he can to possibly shame you uh, and rub your nose in it. Father Remorth said again in the last segment, all forms of witchcraft is a recourse to Satan. In this particular case, uh, um, uh, uh, Freemasonry is Luciferian, this idea of, 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 of universal brotherhood, etc. But one of the mantras of, of, of Freemasonry is against cross and crown, meaning the rejection of the cross of Christ and rejection of any temporal authority. So, and so there, there is that one, that one level. This is why many descendants of Freemasonry's 
uh, bear the effect of the Freemasonic curse, you can go on to the Libra Cristo webpage and get the the prayers of renunciation to renounce these curses if you've had a, if you're a descendant of a Freemason to help break the the effect of those curses in your life. Uh, but because all, you know all 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 witchcraft is recourse to Satan, and so Luciferianism is what is what this is. In the name of synodality, this is how this is it's absurd. Um, to say that in the name in the name of in the name of 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 oneness in the name of ecumenism, let let us let's pander ourselves to the enemies of the church. Um, again, all curses are a counterfeit blessing. If you read the, the if you read the curses embedded into the various rituals of, the, of Freemasonry, they're 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 anti-Catholic. They're a rejection of the church. They're a rejection of all authority, and it's also they always work. A blessing always works. To 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 the to the the unity of the body soul nature of man, and then when you read the curses of the Freemasonic, this is what you're you're if you're a Freemason you've prayed things like this: May my body be dissected and my vital organs cut into pieces and thrown to the beasts of the field, or may my eyes be put out, my body cut into two, my exposing my bowels. May I have my heart eaten by venomous serpents. These are the these are the these are the uh, the ritualistic prayers that are prayed as you level up in, in in Freemasonry and to have again to have any Catholic in the article um, um, I think it's on Church Militant they say that there's been 20 uh, denouncements very clear I, I would correct that there's actually been 36 hmm. since the time of the of, of Freemasonry which came in the 18th century there's been a clear statement from the, the from er, nearly every single pontificate of renouncing this, including Pope Benedict, well, then Cardinal Ratzinger um, wrote, wrote something in, 19, I think it was 1985, uh, uh, continuing um, the, the church's, here's what he says, uh, when he was the director of the CDF uh, prefect, the church's negative judgment in regard to Masonic associations remained unchanged since their principles have always been considered irreconcilable with the doctrine of the church. And therefore, membership in them remains forbidden. The faithful who enroll in Masonic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion. Canon 1374, the Code of Canon Law, a person who joins an association which plots against the church to be pun is to be punished with just penalty. One who promotes or takes office in such association is to be punished with an interdict. We, we don't know what we're doing because we don't know that what we're undoing. That's right. There is an unbroken tradition. Yeah. I'm teaching from the church on this that this stuff is dangerous, dangerous behavior, and and it needs to be avoided like the plague for all Catholics. This reminds me of Saint Maximilian Kolbe, uh, his account on Freemasonry. He published that back in 1939. Uh, in, in the le in the years leading up to World War II, uh, he said that there was already a Masonic clique uh, in, in Rome, in the in the capital city of Christianity, and uh, in fact, St. Uh, Louis, I mean, St. Maximilian Colby, uh, he said that he actually witnessed there was a, a, a pro, I mean, a rally in in the Vatican, in the courtyard by the Freemasons. And he said that they were brandishing a flag as they were processing around the courtyard, the Freemasons. This is back, you know, back, back in uh, early 60s, probably like 50s. Right. He said that the the banner had. Satan, I mean, St. Michael beneath the feet of Lucifer, Lucifer was crushing St. Michael in this flag. And, uh, and it said underneath the flag, Satan will rule in the Vatican and the Pope will serve him in the uniform of a Swiss guard. Uh, 
in a, within a hundred years. And so this is this is what spawned Saint Maximilian Kolbe to found the Knights of the Immaculata to counteract the actions of Lucifer that he was he was going to use Freemasonry to destroy all religions, but specifically, especially the Catholic religion. And Saint Maximilian Kolbe he witnessed the Freemasons' hostility towards the church in 1917 as uh, as a young brother, uh, and this is what basically set him on the path. To, to spend his his life as a priest, uh, you know, fighting against Freemasonry and trying to expose it. Yeah, yeah. Pope uh, Clement the Twelfth, seventeen thirty eight, prohibited the free membership in Freemasonic uh, organizations, saying this is valid forever with the penalty of excommunication. So, so this has very been very very clear that this uh, um, anyone uh, who. Um, he says that uh, this is Father Rumble in a book on Freemasonry, and uh, who, who also did radio replies. Anyone um, who is involved in Freemasonry is guilty in the sight of God and the Church and commits injury to his own soul. The duties of Catholics is clear. Under no circumstances may they become Freemasons. I like how you brought up Saint Maximilian Kolbe, uh, who confronted this. This isn't conspiracy theorists. This isn't Alex Jones. This is Saint Maximilian Kolbe, right? The martyr of Auschwitz. We saw this. We need to follow his directions and follow the Immaculata. Amen. Wednesday War Callers, we'll be back. We're talking about Freemasonry and its infiltration into everything. Everything. We'll be right back. Stick around. Wednesday War College. My name is Jess Rare Dan Schneider. Something very interesting that you 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 can see that the seal, one of the seals of Freemasonry is the all-seeing eye, and it bears the inscription underneath of the all-seeing eye. It says Novus Ordo Seculorum, which means New Order of the Ages or the New World Order. Uh I'll tell you, Freemasonry, without a doubt, it comes from Satan. And I'm going to quote to you uh, one of their own leaders, Albert Pike, who's known as the American High Priest of Freemasonry. He died in 1891. He gave an address in, 1890, in 1889. It's in the Internet. He was a high member of the Freemasonry and Friends. Here's what he said on, pi, in, on page 588 of the book called The Freemason. He said this. To the crowd, we must say we worship a God, but it is the God one adores without superstition. To you, sovereign grand inspectors, we say this, that you may repeat it to the brethren of the 32nd, 31st, and 30th degrees. All of us initiates of the high degrees should maintain the Masonic religion in the purity of the Luciferian doctrine. If Lucifer were not God, would Adonai, the God of the Christians, whose deeds prove his cruelty, perfidy, and hatred of man, his barbarism and repulsion for science, would Adonai and his priests calumniate him? Yes, Lucifer is God. And unfortunately, Adonai, Adonai is also God. Religious philosophy and his purity and truth consist in the belief in Lucifer, the equal of Adonai, 
But Lucifer, God of light and God of good, is struggling for humanity against Adonai, the God of darkness and evil. This is from one of the highest Freemasons. He is the American high priest of Freemasonry, wrote a book. It's called The Freemason. Back, He died in 1891. This is on page 588. He admits that they worship Lucifer. But Dan, it's funny, they got kind of a dualistic uh, view of, of the world, good and evil, yin and yang. They also believe in the God of the Bible. They just say that the God of the Bible, the one, the God that we worship, the one true God, they say he's a God of darkness and evil. And they say that Lucifer is a God of light and the God of goodness. So they'd have this inversion of reality. Yeah, that, this, this has been around in some of the you know, historical writings right after the beginning uh, you know, at, at the formation of the Gospels, there, there, there are apocryphal writings and, and other writings, uh, anonymous writings, claiming the same thing that that God is the God of evil and 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 Lucifer is the is the really true God and and we're it, they're not even you know he's not even hiding it in this in this document on you know, this 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 speech that he gave he's just being very forthright and open about it. So they're res- they're just resurrecting an old heresy. This this has been around since the beginning. Yeah. yeah, the same old shoot 'em up, as Kyle says. It, they, they just they they recycle the same stuff. And Father Ripperger one time in session asked 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 Satan, "Why do you keep doing the same things?" And his answer was, "Because they work." You know, it's it's like watching watching uh, Ohio State play or your favorite team play, and they're just driving the ball. Why do they keep running off tackle to the right? Well, because it works, and the other team hasn't figured out how to stop it yet. So. It's the same thing. It's uh, they're just going to keep doing the same old shoot 'em up. What totally inverts uh, is is when Catholics live out and practice their Catholic faith to the fullness. When they offer their suffering, when when they engage uh, uh, and live fully their Catholic faith, and not just you know on Sunday for an hour, uh, you know maybe say grace once in a while, but. We're talking about living and, and fully changing their lives and, and adapt and, and living truly and embracing Catholicism. Again, Maximilian Colby says it very clearly. We must embrace the Immaculata. If you want, you really want to supercharge, you want plus P rounds, you want safety, you want you want bulletproof reactive armor uh, over your over your spiritual vehicle. You want that kind of protection. Consecrate yourself to the Holy Virgin Mary. Consecrate all that you do, your family, your work in the apostolate, your all your activities. Give everything and entrust everything into her immaculate, pure hands, and she will guide you safe through this, through this, uh, you know, uh, the, this, this dangerous battlefield. She, one of her titles is, is you know, um, she's safe harbor. Saint Mac, uh, um, Louis de Montfort calls her safe harbor. She will guide us home safely. She's the, she's the star of the sea uh, that guides us safely back to to the safe harbor, which is Christ, and she'll she'll give you that protection. And it's going to be through the light of truth through her that this 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 anti-religion of, of Freemasonry is going to be wiped out. Dan, uh, Archbishop <laughs> Carla Mar- Maria Vigano, he wrote a powerful letter to President Trump several years ago, and he talked about Freemasonry to President Trump at the time. Uh, here's, let me just read you these four, four sentences from Vigano to President Trump. I think he wrote this letter back in 2000, uh, I think it was like 16 or 17. He says, the... Um, Salve et coagula. This is a Masonic adage which teaches it's it's it dissolve and coagulate. So this is Vigano writing to Trump. He says it means that something must be broken down before it can be built up. It means that something must be broken down before it can be uh, for this reason. He says 
I believe, Vigano says, that the attack to which you were subjected after your visit to the National Shrine of St. John Paul II is part of the orchestrated media narrative which seeks not to fight racism and bring social order, but to aggravate dispositions, not to bring justice, but to legitimize violence and crime, not to serve the truth, but to serve one political faction. Then he says, And it is disconcerting that there are bishops such as those whom I recently denounced, who by their words prove that they are aligned on the opposing side. They are subservient to the deep state, to globalism, to aligned thought, to the new world order, which they invoke ever more frequently in the name of a universal brotherhood, which has nothing Christian about it, but instead evokes the Masonic ideals of those who want to dominate the world by driving God out of the courts, out of schools, out of families, and perhaps even out of churches. So Vigano, in his letter to Trump, he connects the deep state and he connects the new world order to Masonic ideals. So this is big. Dan, this is, we're not talking about, you know, these, some, some small bullies in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the courtyard. We're talking about an international secret society uh, that has some powerful earth movers and that is completely hostile to the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. And to see, to, to see how this has penetrated uh, and how, how much confusion there is. I got a call from a friend of mine. Uh, he said, hey, I got uh, an, old, an old work associate. I've known him for 50 years. He's got a funeral this weekend. They're doing the rosary at this parish, XYZ parish, on Friday night, and then sat, and his mom was very active there for years and years, blah, 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 and they're burying him in the Masonic Cemetery the next day, and oh. and I can tell you I'm not going to step on that unholy ground. That's the, 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 the strange place that we're in that many Catholics don't even know, and they're burying their, their loved ones in the Masonic Cemetery for whatever reason. Um, we, we need to be completely separate from that organization. And I'll tell you, this, this uh, hits home with me. Uh, the Freemasons had everything to do with the Cristero Wars. Why do I say that? Father Bennett Groeschel, rest in peace, in his book, Arise from Darkness. Look at, what he, look at what he writes in page 141. Most people don't know this. He says, <clears throat> The land of Mexico is 95% Catholic, but somehow the government of Mexico, for a hundred years, has... Perpetu- has perpetrated the most vicious and cruel uh, persecutions of the Catholic Church, abed- abetted, I'm sorry to tell you, by the American government. The United States was in many ways an accomplice of that persecution called the Cristero Wars, which was led by a particularly virulent form of anti-Catholic and anti-religious Freemasonry, which was introduced into Mexico by an American ambassador Freemason of the last century. So Father Groeschel, uh, and I've talked to him about this when he was still alive, he said that it was the American Freemasons started, funded and started Mexican Freemasonry and then used Mexican Freemasonry as a, basically as, as, a base, as a continual baseball bat to beat down the Catholic Church in Mexico for the last hundred years. You said that was Alex Jones and Infowars that that wrote that. <laughs> Father Benedict Rochelle, his book Arise yeah, from oh, Darkness. Okay. Yeah, page one forty one. 
I mean, it, 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 you know, again, another one-eyed man, you know, Vigano, a one-eyed, tar- uh, one-eyed man with searing vision uh, these days, a prophet in our age. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, it was interesting, too, if people understand this, that in, in Midwestern United States, uh, Freemasonry is, is um, very white, very blue-collar white, uh, um, and, and it's even behind in the South, behind the, the KKK. But you've also got uh, African-American versions called the Prince Hall Freemasonry. Um, you see some Hollywood elites, uh, members and members of that. So you see what, what it's behind the name of the Brotherhood of Man. It's the rejection of God and his authority and, and this false ideal, this Luciferian ideal of a brotherhood of all mankind. Uh, of course, secret society, you got to be that you got to be a member of them to, to be the recipient. of it. Otherwise, you're persecuted like you were in Mexico. So you got white supremacists. You've got you've got Black Panthers uh, 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 and then you've got um, the, the ruling government in Mexico. You had infiltration uh, in Rome, uh, even into the Vatican in the 70s. Uh, perhaps now we don't know. But all this uh, uh, shows this is this is universal. Uh, this 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 is this is really a plague on humanity. And it's going to be through again. It's what unites us. What is the universality of God? What does the word Catholicos, Catholicos mean? It means Catholic, universal. The Catholic Church is what unites mankind, all cultures, races, etc. Everything is united under one authority and one God, and, and, and that authority is through, through, through Christ and the Church. And, and that's what the direct militation is against. How do we protect ourselves? We've got to keep the Fatima Peace Plan. It's that simple. Our ladies called us to five simple things in Fatima. Number one, pray the rosary daily. Number two, consecrate yourself to Mary. Number three, wear the brown scapular. Number four, offer up your sufferings to the Lord daily. And number five, make the first Saturday devotions. That's the Fatima peace plan. The crisis in the world will not end until enough Catholics fulfill Our Lady of Fatima's five-point peace plan. Dan, that's a wrap. That's it. Well done. Yeah, good show, brother. Uh, Up next, Gary Machudam, hands-on apologetics. That's for us. Uh, Dr. Dan Schneider, Jesse Romero, two two Catholics with PhDs in common sense and two pugilists for the Lord. We want to tell you that we are EOW, end of watch, but we're we're always 10-8 for Jesus. We never, we never go off duty for Jesus. We just happen to be off duty for this program now. But uh, pick up your rosaries, pick up those battle beads, and keep on practicing smash mouth Catholicism. God bless you.